Hello everybody and I am back with another episode for you guys and this is episode number three for the podcast uh, yes there are more uploads on the feed itself but uh, for podcast ex- sorry podcast exclusive if a material actually no this is the second episode that is going on air for the podcast channel um, what I do is I take the YouTube videos as well because the content is similar and uh, but it's not exclusive as this is podcast exclusive i convert it in audio form and i post that in podcast form as well on here but this is another exclusive episode my goal is to upload about three three episodes a week that are exclusive to the podcast itself and i've decided a few things which i want to go over before we get right into the cricket good stuff um what i've decided is that one like i said i'm going to be uploading three times a week on the podcast exclusive basis and uh, moreover that this channel everything is going to be in english on here this is going to be just podcast and it's going to be long and it's not going to be so much focused on pakistan cricket it's going to be focused on the cricketing world itself the overall cricket cricket structure and everything that's going on with cricket around the globe not just pakistan cricket like i said before so that's one thing i wanted to say and uh Thank you so much for liking the material so far and uh, showing so much support and love. I would honestly like for the first few episodes and few uploads on YouTube and the podcast itself. I wasn't expecting such a good response and so much traffic, but you guys have been really, really nice to me. And uh, I feel like I'm doing something right. That's why there's so much traction and people are giving me such good feedback. So thank you so much for that. And let's get right into it. So some people have been complaining and some people not everybody that oh your videos are too long oh you talk so much and this that that, this and that but those are the people who don't know what podcasts are and what the podcast culture is all about so um if you guys can tell your friends who don't know about podcasts what podcasts really are and what the structure is because i tried explaining and i really couldn't get my message across to them and they just don't seem to get especially all the brown uncles like our generation like my generation i'm what i'm in my 20s um early 20s trust me very early 20s (laughs) um i know what podcasts are i love podcasts myself that's why i thought i'd get into it and i felt i'd be good at it but these guys just they have no idea like today my dad does youtube himself and he talks on cricket as well and some uncle called him today and my dad's videos are just six to eight minutes at the most 10 on an on an odd day and the uncle was just telling him oh bhai uh, well i'm not I, i'll say it in urdu first he's like oh bhai aapki videos bahut lambi hai log kya sitta time nahi do teen minute ki videos banaye aur bas side pe kare and I was just, and he, he's much older than my dad himself. So I told my dad, I'm like, listen, don't listen to them. He probably doesn't even know, like, what you're going for. He's not your demographic that you're going for. Yeah, he shows my dad a lot of support and everything. But he doesn't get the overall podcast uh, podcast vibe, you know, like what podcasts are all about. So I tried explaining that to my dad and other brown uncles as well. I tried to explain to my own parents what podcast was, and I could not succeed I tried I, I tried to say that it was kind of like a radio show, which I guess it kind of is, but it's not. So if anybody can actually nail down what a, re, what a podcast really is and what it's all about, let me know. Comment or reach out to me on Instagram or whatever my Instagram is. What is my Instagram? Let me, sorry, I forgot my Instagram username. Let me get that real quick out for you guys. What kind of man doesn't know what his own Instagram handle is? Here. 
right here. It's I Shahir S A A B I Shahir Saab, as well as on my Instagram. If you guys are interested in what I look like and what, who I am, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Follow me. Let me know you're from one of my podcast fans. Probably at the moment, most people who are listening to my podcast are probably my Instagram followers themselves. Because <laughs> again, like yes, I've gotten some traction, but most of my podcast listeners are a lot of my Instagram followers as well. So hello, Shahir's followers. M- much love to everybody out there. And yeah, oh, also on my Instagram and YouTube as well. My YouTube is on Shahir on Air. I posted this trailer about who I am and what I do in terms of cricket so i made a little bit of because i have a production background myself so i made a bit of a like a little bit of a sports resume athlete hype video about just show, just me playing cricket and it's a little bit of an introduction so if that's something you're interested in go for it check it out it's on my instagram it's as well as on my youtube channel as well all right so let's dive into today's episode hmm so there are a few things I wanted to jump in on, in and out on. There is the New Zealand England Test series, and there is a Pakistan Test series, which is filled with controversy, filled with lots of, uh, in in my language, say mirch masala, meaning spices and drama. And I also want to talk about Sri Lanka's new head coach, which I saw it coming. People are surprised, and I don't know why people are surprised, especially the Pakistani media, they're losing their minds, which which I like. I'm happy they're losing their minds. They deserve it. And then, who? what else did I want to talk about? I also, oh yes, I also want to talk about the Australian series versus New Zealand series that's coming up next week. And then the Sri Lanka series that's starting in Pakistan. Cricket finally comes back home. Test cricket comes back home to Pakistan. So that's another thing I wanted to speak about. So let's let's get into it. I want to start with the Pakistan Australia series. Let's get that out of the way because I'm very passionate about the country I support, Pakistan cricket. My favorite topic. So embarrassing defeat, no doubt. Um, was it unexpected? For me, no. Was were a lot of people expecting this? No. I was I expecting this? Yes, I was. Come on. But at the same time, I was still expecting like these these new guys, uh, Nasim Shah, Mohammad Musa. And a boss to to at least show some grit, you know, trouble the Australian batsmen a little bit, show show their class, show what they're made of. But except a boss, uh, Nasim Shah and Musa really they're not made of anything yet. They're a long ways to go until they're ready to play Test cricket. Like Ricky Ponting said, like these guys are not ready for Test cricket. They're not Test bowlers. But I don't know why I thought. I don't know why all Pakistani fans thought that these guys were gonna turn something around. Like was he Macram? And Wakar Yunus when they were 17, 18 years old. And Mohamed Amir when he came, he was 17, 18 years old. He ripped apart the Australian bowling attack, you know. So, we really expected something from, from them. Not not to win, but we expected something, something you know, a little bit of pizzazz, a little bit of flair, a little bit of grit from our bowlers. Trouble the Aussie batsman a bit. Get David Warner out for early. Do something like what Stuart Broad did to him. But no, none of that happened, which is quite unfortunate. And it was so disappointing and in my pre-match analysis for the second test, I thought it would be the pink ball, there would be some grass, but there was no grass, right? And I and I, I know because even in Canada here, we play a lot of cricket with the pink ball. Bowlers who are bowling for the first time in their lives, the pink ball swings so much, indoor or outdoor. All you got to do is just release the ball and just lock your wrist a little bit. Doesn't matter where you're playing. But I was surprised how Pakistan didn't swing any 
anything not right. Or Levi Shainshaw got some swing, which was beautiful. That ball he bowled to Labushin that came back. And oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. that was dangerous. That was very dangerous. So, I don't know why Wakar Yunus, what Wakar Yunus is doing as a bowling coach, why he couldn't get our, the two youngsters to swing the ball at all. What's going on with Muhammad Abbas? Um, there are a lot of conspiracies going around Abbas as well. Maybe there's some people are saying he's too old. He doesn't have it in him. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Personally, from my own cricketing analysis and my sports science background, what I've learned about injury prevention and as well, I'm gonna make a really, in, I'm just gonna make a very deep inference, and I'm gonna really just. I'm really just going to take, I'm not going to say I'm going to make a guess, but from my experience, from what I've seen all, around my cricketing career, I'm just going to say that I think, <laughs> I really think Muhammad Abbas needs shoulder surgery. For what tendon, what muscle, I'm not going to get too much into that because I'm not a doctor and I'm probably going to mess it up and then everyone's going to get mad. But he, there's something wrong with his shoulder because last time when he bowled to Australia in the UAE series, he bowled really well in the first test game and then the second one he was injured he got injured during the test match and since that test match during that test match he was using painkillers injecting painkillers into his shoulder muscles and he was bowling that way and he was just fighting through the pain and then came the south african series and everybody said oh he's fit he's fit he's fit and the south african series was a disaster right and then some time passed by i'm pretty sure he went to england to play some county cricket as well this year and nothing, nothing high, nothing too much of a highlight there as well. A lot of people are complaining about his length and this and how his pace is not there. But everyone's complaining about his length. But nobody wants, nobody's going into like the in-depth analysis of why his length is not there. Nobody seems to see anything different. But I did notice something different about Mama the boss. The thing about a boss is if you look at his arm speed when he loads the ball, when he comes in and his delivery try when he loads the ball from that point to his release point his arm speed is he just he goes through it so much quicker than he was going through it before if you look at the england series when pakistan went to england when under surfaz's captaincy look at how abbas was loading the ball and how and where he was releasing re releasing the ball the time of distance sorry not the time of distance just the time and the acceleration speed between when the ball gets loaded and when the ball gets released and the pace it was much slower than it is now. He was pulling 129 to 134 average pace. And then the odd ball would be at 137, 138. The odd ball. Now, his arm speed is faster, but his pace is around 122 to 126. And the odd ball is 128, 129. His pace has fallen drastically. And I really think that it's because in Pakistan cricket, what happens is a pl players don't really want to take a lot of time off to do the rehab same thing with the other ali with his knee i'm gonna get into that after i'm pretty sure i've explained it to you guys before as well what they do is they, they're like oh what if i'm good what if i take a series off or i'm out for a rehab i'm doing some i'm doing some injury prevention work i'm regaining my fitness what if another bowler comes performs and they'll discard me is that sense of insecurity from the players right and even if another bowler performs well they they're really afraid of not just their spot in the team 11 being in jeopardy but their spot in the 15 or 20 or just a pool of pakistan players being jeopardized and rightly so i don't blame them because the way our cricket board discards players and just completely forgets about them just throws them in the pit and never looks back at them again it's just, it's quite expected 
for them to think like that. So I really suspect that a boss got injured. He did minor strength training. He took lots of painkillers and he's been playing since but his injury has hasn't really healed itself 110% and I really feel like at this point it's it might be too late and he might really need surgery and get that fixed and I hope he somebody does something about it because if not then I feel like it's gonna get worse from here nothing not any better so that's another thing that I've been heavily focused on and I've been I've been analyzing Muhammad Abbas very closely because this guy got wickets in England, England, everybody, every any seamer can get wickets. That's not a problem. This guy got wickets on the dead tracks of Abu Dhabi in Dubai. The ball doesn't do anything there. The ball doesn't move right or left. Does it? Neither does it bounce. And this man was troubling every batsman that came down there to play cricket. So, it's 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 questionable, you know. And that's the only other explanation I can think of, with with conviction. Because, like I said, when you look at his loading, and you look at his release. It's quite off. It's very off. Second, third thing that I wanted to come to was Babar Azam, the world-class champion player that Pakistan have, and my damn favorite. I love Babar Azam. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stretch it too long. I'm gonna. Long story short, I'm just gonna say that Babar Azam. Yes, he's a world-class player with the white ball, but he's not a world-class player with the red ball yet. He will score hundreds here and there, but that you see that inconsistency with his batting. It's really because this guy has very, very little, none too little first class experience. He only has about 300s in first class games and he's only played, I think, 18 or 24 odd first class games if you don't count the test cricket, if you look at his stats. So, you'll see oftentimes Babar Azam just, he just throws his wicket away and the bowlers don't have to do much hard work. They'll bowl a good ball and he'll give his wicket away. Whereas with world class stars today like Joe Root, Williamson, Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, you can count as well, Labushain, Smith. Bowlers need to bowl with a plan, stick to that plan all day, keep working hard, push, 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 push. But with Baba Razam, it's like, he'll throw his wicket away because, and it's not because he's a bad player. Again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying because that that he that's, there's just that lack of judgment there because he's inexperienced. It's just like when you hire a new intern or a new employee at your work, he might be a great worker, but you expect that lack of judgment because he hasn't been there for so long right so i guess if he goes back to first class cricket scores a few double tons he gets that conditioning he gets that experience gets more comfortable with the red ball then you see these hundreds he's scoring he could easily have converted them to 150 200 i really think that especially the last series where he got out to uh, nathan lyon caught behind that there was no way he should have been out on that ball no way virat Kohli would never get out to a ball like that neither would joe root or kane williamson so it's just he goes back, he works on these things. He doesn't have to work on anything. This man just has to just play more red balls. He just has to play, just just hit the red ball more. And he'll be good to go. He's 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 a fantastic art of player. Next, uh, everybody's favorite, most controversial player of this time for no reason. I don't know why he's controversial. He's only had one scandal <laughs> so far. But uh, Imam Al-Haq, Mr. Imam Al-Haq, also known as Junior Donald Bradman of Dr. Noman and most cricket experts in Pakistan. They call him, oh, this is, <laughs> and they call it in, they call it, they say it in a very sarcastic manner that this is Mr. Don Bradman Jr. because of the chances he gets, excuse me, oh, at a big dinner. Yeah, so because of the chances he gets and continuously, uh, that he's the test run he's been given compared to other players. Yeah, I, I see he's been given more chances than most players would get 
and I get that like yeah sure that's unfair but at the same time I think that yes he flopped in this series but you see you see Imam Ulhaq has that technique he struggled I know and he struggles with the hook and pull shot as well but which which subcontinent batsman doesn't or used to didn't because we're behind from the rest of the world we always will be so let's say we're five years behind for I rewind five years because we're five years behind in today's day and age compared to everybody else which batsman doesn't struggle with the short ball but the thing is that if you remember the world cup against south africa where Harris school scored 88 runs with a striker of 150 imam al haq was also he was driving rabada through the coverage in seeming condition the rabada was only 145 146 kilometers an hour so in a batsman who can do that and he showed his class he went to south africa he scored 100 in south africa as well so a batsman who can do that you know there's you know that there's something in him you know and rightly so like Babar Azam wasn't so successful at the start of his career either and he still isn't with test cricket he just scored two tons and got out in the 90s just now but it's about identifying the player seeing what a player has to offer seeing his technique and I personally feel give it some time yeah maybe Imam Al-Haq, maybe he could get dropped from the team just because there's so many better openers waiting in line so I believe he should get drop from the team yes that is acceptable he should go back and do some more hard work and trust me this guy's gonna be back he scored so many double tons in uh, first class cricket he's gonna be back don't be surprised if he's back but i just want to talk to the fans and really reach out to the fans and just tell you guys that don't discard him come on like uh, everybody just fix for the smallest issue f- with the uh, imam Al-Haq and really just tarnish him and be like oh get this guy out of here but i really feel like we need to chill. This guy is a solid player. This man can play. He's, he's he's We got a really solid opener in white ball cricket after a very long time. We tried all these openers and everybody flopped. And this guy has a lot of runs behind him. He has the technique. He can play through the covers. He can play straight. He can hit sixes. He scored 150 in England against England. Come on, man. You can't just let go of a player like that and just discard him just because... He failed in one inning. Look at Azharali. Technically, Azharali should be out of the team. This man has some serious problems. I I don't know if I talked about it on my podcast exclusive, but there's a video on my YouTube that says real problems of Pakistan cricket. And then there's a sub video from that. Like a, that was a big video. So I took a little clip out of that and reposted it. It's called Captain Azharali's Problems. So in visual, you can go look at that video. I explained in a visual representation what's wrong with Azharali. When they operated on his ACL, he didn't complete his rehab. Just like I feel, I feel Abbas hasn't completed his rehab either. And Azarali's knee still has that problem where it's not 100% at his strength. It doesn't work 100% like it should. So when he's faced with super fast bowling and on a quick wicket, his knee gets locked because the movement is so slow. And he gets locked. His leg is completely straight. He gets too much on top of the ball. His head falls. And he either gets LB or caught off. So... That's the other thing about Azarali. See, now Azarali has a real problem. Abbas has a real problem. Iftikhar Ahmed has super, super technical flaws, which need to be addressed. Whereas Imam al yes, he, his only flaw I see is with the short ball. Other than that, he just needs a bit more experience, and this guy will start scoring runs. So we should really focus on the real problems and people with technical flaws versus somebody who's just inexperienced and needs more time to rectify his rectify his red ball career versus Iftikhar. Everybody sees this man... Okay, his back is comes down from such a wide angle. He's so unbalanced when he's standing at the crease. His head is always falling. There's no way this man's going to succeed in test cricket until he fixes that. But whereas Babar Azam, 
like I said, he just needs more experience. And Mamel Hook identified just needs to get his head straight. Just needs to just work on the, just his technique now. He just needs to perfect it. Whereas if Tehar needs to change his technique itself. So that's one thing. That's another thing that I wanted to touch base on. And let's come on to the New Zealand and England series. Uh, so this series wasn't part of the test championship. And... Uh, it was it was an interesting series from both sides. Joe Root scored a double ton, eh? That was that was that was something because everybody was starting to get up on him as well. Oh, get this guy out of here. He's not he's not gonna be England's test captain. He has this problem, that problem. Just similar to what happened in Pakistan. And I think uh, I think Joe Root really proved everybody wrong. And I think that that innings was due. See, because the thing is again, Joe Root doesn't have any technical issues or problems like Azarelli does. You know. But all, he had the same problem with like uh, Baba Razam. He just had to get his straight head straight. He, with Joe Root, it was really just a run of poor form. Whereas with Azharali, it's more than that. It's, it's a run of poor technique and some problems he needs to address. And what else? Uh, people, oh yeah, I also read some article about how Neil Wagner is the most underrated bowler, which was a bit shocking for me because. Personally, I never underrated as uh, Neil Wagner at all. I thought he was a top, top bowler. And this man's been getting wickets consistently throughout the last four or five years. I I personally never thought how, that he was he was underrated by any chance. There was a huge article on Crick Info about it. I, a, a guy who's been getting wickets consistently. He's hit so many batsmen on the head. I just feel like... I don't know if that's right or not. Let me know if you guys think he's underrated as well because... This guy, this, I thought he was always the heck of a bowler. They don't play him in one day white ball cricket either, so they can preserve him for the test format. I remember when India went to tour New Zealand a few years ago. This man, he he showed India how to, like fast bowling was all about. This man was getting Roy Sharma like across his chest, scoring so many batsmen up with a red ball. Oh, I remember that series. It was tough. I think Dhoni, yeah, Dhoni was playing that series as well. And I remember Dhoni had no idea what was going on around him. Dhoni just saw the ball come and go, come and go. This man, I, he could barely touch a ball. So, I'm, I'm quite surprised people thought he was underrated. Very, that's that's quite interesting. And the next, uh, Rory Burns also scored 100. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what you guys think about Rory Burns. Uh, I, I haven't seen much of him, to be honest. I haven't seen much of him at all. But I've, he has some strong runs behind him. It'll be interesting to see when he... Well, see, normally I would say it'll be interesting how he faces up when he comes to Pakistan or Pakistan tours. England, you'll see when, we, when the seeming conditions are fast bowlers, it'll trouble them. But no, I'm just thinking which fast bowlers are going to trouble them. Who's going to trouble them? Our bowlers are struggling as it is. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm, I'm Definitely interesting. Uh, I was reading some news regarding the test series that's coming to Pakistan finally about I don't about what mm, 10 years 10 yeah 2019 March uh, oh just over 10 years almost it's gonna be 12 years and mm, no 11 years in March 2020 but thankfully your cricket's back before then but yeah I was looking the Rahat Ali Janet Khan these guys are being considered for that test series Shine Afridi is gonna be there already as it is and uh, Usman Shinwari, uh, the left-arm fast bowler as well, he's been considered as well. Um, all in all, um, 
you guys tell me what you think of the selections for the bowling selections that are being uh, that are the contenders at this point i really think that that guy tabish khan who's taken 527 wickets in first class cricket for pakistan he should really be given a chance and see what he's all about that too in pakistan because this man took 500 plus wickets in pakistan so it's rightly so you give him a chance in pakistan and see if this guy's really worth the hype and all these wickets he took like it's not easy taking like 500 wickets if a bowler has a good season takes 60 65 odd wickets yeah that's one season but this guy has 500 wickets man how are you gonna keep him out i really feel like he should really be given a go alongside usman shinwari i feel like with pakistan how that's how they've uh, they've gone in like the subcontinent uh, subcontinent conditions with two fast bowlers two spinners one keeper and then the rest uh, six batsmen so I feel like that's they're gonna go with the same combination. So why not give him a chance with the uh, with Shine Afridi, or you could give Shine Afridi a rest. This guy bowled a lot of overs in Australia just just now. Uh, this man he bowled I think over 80, 90 overs over the course of the series. So I feel like he, I think he deserves a rest. It's better to manage his workload, not manage Nasim Shah's workload, like Wakar Yunus said kid played one test game and you you only bowled him one day a second you're singing you're managing his workload that's a whole load of bullshit anyways but anyways i think shine afridi give him a rest this man bowled a lot we know he's capable sri lankan team is gonna be a spinners is gonna be spinners paradise anyways well that's what it's usually been i hope it could be different if we prepare some fast wickets and we can we're capable of uh curating some fast bowling wickets as well but Give Shaina Afridi a break. I feel like Usman Shinwari and Tabish Khan should really lead the attack against Sri Lanka. Usman Shinwari even got five wickets against them in the ODI series in Karachi just in October as well. So you could play them and then go with Yasser Shah. And then I feel like a second spinner will also be coming in. There are three names, actually four names that are being tossed around at this time. Um, Kashi Bhatti is already in the squad. His, his name is... Sorry guys, I sometimes go back in Urdu. I was saying so... He's in contention because he didn't get a game in Australia, so there's a chance they might play him. Um, Zafar Gohar, this man debuted against England in 2014. Oh, this guy's a gem of a bowler. He can bat a bit. They say he's an all-rounder. I wouldn't consider him as a genuine all-rounder. I would say he's more like a bowling all-rounder. He could bat on his day, but he's nothing special with the bat. And then number three, you have Mohamed Nawaz as well. Nawaz is a solid player. This guy's a genuine all-rounder. It's funny story is the Nawaz used to be a batting all-rounder when he started playing first-class cricket. And then as time progressed and uh, according to the needs of Pakistan cricket, they turned him into a bowling all-rounder. They, they focus more on his bowling than his batting. But this guy's a really good batsman. And the MSL that's happening in South Africa, the South African uh, T20 League, this man's scoring heavy runs there and he's smacking all these the you know the t20 pool the t the bowl of t20 bowlers around the world that go play every game who are quick and stuff he's smacking him all over the park and this guy showed some talent and he's bowling well as well so i would go with nawaz myself because he gives you that edge in the batting as well and uh, the number and the fourth bowler that's being uh, his name's being thor tossed around uh, for contention is Noman ali this guy he's old but it, apparently he's a really good bowler. I saw him bowl in a PSL game. In T20, he didn't look all that special. But that's T20 cricket. He's more like I've heard he's more of a long day, longer format bowler, and he he's really, he's really sharp with his line and length and turns the ball as well as as well. So his name is being tossed around. Rashid Latif is a big fan of him as well. I would personally go with Mohamed Nawaz. I like Mohamed Nawaz. He's he he bowls his he bowls sharp line and lengths. 
and he turns the ball well. And my favorite part, he gives you batting. So if you have, yeah, uh, Mohamed Nawaz batting at eight under Rizwan, Rizwan at seven, Nawaz at eight, and then Yasser at nine, we could easily score 600 runs in Pakistan and then get Sri Lanka to field three days, score 600, and they'll, they'll get out themselves. I really feel like it'll be much easier to get them out. So that's a, that's a combination we can strive for and we can try and see how things go with that. And it will be different because uh, we haven't played two spinners in a test match for a very long time. And I feel like that's what created a downfall for Pakistan cricket because when Sri Lanka was touring Pakistan, I think two years ago, uh, Mickey Arthur was called, I think it's Sarfraz's yeah, Sir test captain in Dubai Abu Dhabi. And then the first test, they didn't play two spinners and everybody in the world was shocked that that was Pakistan's strategy to win in the subcontinent. That's how Mizba did it forever. That's how it's been for the longest time. Before you had Sayyid Ajmal Abdul Rahman, then you had Yasser Shah, Zulfiqar Babar, and they played on and on and on. And then Zulfiqar Babar disappeared, God knows where and why. So that didn't happen. Now, and then they didn't, and then they didn't uh, play the like, two spinners against Sri Lanka, and we lost both test matches, which was stupid. Really, really stupid in my opinion. I, that also destroyed Wahab Riaz's test career as well. Out of nowhere, they pulled pulled him in as well. So I feel like those are those were blunders which we shouldn't do again. I, w- I want to go with Nawaz. Let's see what Nawaz has to offer. A little bit of batting as well. But at the same time, I know Mizbah really likes Kashif Bhatti. He played for his uh, department as well when the department system was there as well. So Mizbah usually favors the people who used to play for his team anyways. Everybody knows that. So I feel like Kashif Bhatti will get the chance, but I feel truly that Nawaz Nawaz should be a better option than him. Because I looked at Kashif Bhatti's bowling, this man, the way his action and the way he turns the ball looks quite ordinary to me. I didn't see anything special, but I hope he proves me wrong. And the last thing I want to touch base upon before I end the podcast is... What's going to be Pakistan's playing 11, playing 12? My playing 12 for the... Uh, for the Sri Lankan series would honestly I would go with I'd make Azhar Ali open because there's slower wickets nothing crazy not fast they're gonna be dry conditions he should be able to open no problem the ball's not gonna swing or seem after 10-12 overs as it is so I'd go with uh, uh, I'd go with Shan Masood okay so one Shan Masood two Azhar Ali number three I'd go with Babar Azam give Babar Azam the, uh, let Babar Azam play up top let him get that more experience make him stay at the wicket get him to score a double ton and uh, just get more exposure to the red ball and i think he deserves that spot now at number three number four i'd go with asa shafiq and give him another innings i think asa shafiq needs to be more consistent as a player uh number five i'd go with fawad alam fawad alam is back in the squad It's 99 percent confirmed so far it'll get fully confirmed soon i feel like december 8th or 9th they're announcing the squad and i think the 12th is the first game number five i'd go with fawad alam Number six, uh, <laughs> number six, uh, I want to go with Haris Sohail, but I feel like I've heard that Haris Sohail, uh, there's a lot of uh, liking, disliking going on with them because he failed in Australia. Mizbah's not a fan of him, but Mizbah himself, his test average in Australia is 16 in 10 games. So I really don't know how you're going to ruin uh, Harisola's career over that but anyways I want to go with Harisola at number 6 you got Rizwan at 7 you got Mohamed Nawaz at 8 Yasser at 9 Tabish Khan at 10 uh, <laughs> Usman Shinwari at 11 
And number 12, I'd keep uh, a boss. And a, a boss, or you could keep Nassim Shah. Anyone there. I, I've heard Wakarina uh, said that these uh, youngsters need some time, and I agree with him. They're, they're, they just need some more exposure, perfect their skill, and I think it's important to keep them with the squad till then. So keep them around, teach them, show them, keep them with the team, and just groom them, I feel like, because... Yeah, I know they didn't perform, but these guys do have it in them. They're young. They're, there's a lot of player development to be left. And it's better if Wakar Yunus and the Pakistan team management directly develops them versus send them to the National Cricket Academy. Because the National Cricket Academy, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it at all. I'm just gonna tell you guys in one line. It is a shit show. Very simply defined. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for today. I'm trying to get a couple guests on here and we'll uh, touch base with our guests as well and get them get their cricketing opinions share some cricketing stories with you guys as well in the meantime guys share the podcast with your friends if uh, whoever likes cricket what they feel if if you guys can relate send some feedback of what you guys think and i will see you guys very soon okay all right guys take care and that's out from me that's it bye